0: Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your powerful positive healing for life. I'm your host, Louise Schwartzwalter. I'm the creator of a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. From engaging transformational interviews, brain-soul success stories, and the secrets shared by brain and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brain Soul Success Show. I am so excited to be here with my guest, Dr. Achina Stein. Dr. Achina, you have like achieved so much in your life like i am just blown away by all the work that you've done and your credentials here so i'm going to just you know share a little bit of that with you 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 with all our audience here you um you wrote a great book called what if it's not depression and it's a guide to finding answers and solutions and wow do i resonate that with that and i'm sure my audience does here too you're a board certified psychiatrist you've been in practice for 25 plus years And it was propelled by your son's health crisis in 2010 that you found functional medicine, which resolved all of his mental health problems as well as your own. Wow. She's a busy, busy, busy woman, private practice called Functional Mind LLC in Riverside, Rhode Island, where she sees patients for functional medicine primarily, but also for psychotherapy. So you're a certified practitioner of the Institute of Functional Medicine, a distinguished fellow of the American Psychiatric Association, and you were awarded the Exemplary Psychiatric Award by the NAMIRI in 2008. You're the former Clinical Assistant Professor of Psychiatry and Human Behavior of the Warren Albert Elpert, Elpert, did I say that right? Elpert Medical School of Brown University, Um, And this is such an exciting time for her because she recently launched her online health coaching program, What If It's Not Depression? Oh, gosh, Dr. Achina, it's so awesome to have you with us
1: today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure.
0: Oh, I, I just, again, I just can't wait to find out more about your story here and how you, you know, you got into functional medicine. You were already practicing, right, as a psychiatrist and, and working with people in that whole
1: realm—is that right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I was working as a conventional psychiatrist, just like any any other psychiatrist. <laughs> I was actually my last in my last position. I was medical director for a community mental health center, and um, so I had I was supervising other psychiatrists, and we basically saw patients who were chronically and persistently mentally ill and on really, you know, serious heavy-duty medications um, at the time, uh, you know, I worked, I worked in the town that I lived in and had three little kids and, or becoming teenagers actually. So, but during the course of that position, I was doing that. I was also working part-time at, in the prison system. So, um, so yeah, I've worked in many different capacities. I've worked, uh, in hospital, in a hospital setting. I worked at, uh, at a, on a dementia unit. And um, so, yeah, I, I kind of, I like, I like moving around and trying new things and, you know, experiencing new, new areas of psychiatry. I I just like to mix it up. So yeah, all all over the place in the conventional realm. And um, so then, uh, you know, what got me into functional medicine was my son had his own uh, mental health crisis. Um, he was 14 and, uh, going through puberty and in retrospect, that's probably what triggered it was, was, you know, when you're going through puberty, your body is spending a a lot of energy remodeling, you know, so Mm -hmm. your immune system kind of gets taxed during those times and it opens you up to things happening. And so he basically became acutely depressed. And suicidal uh, almost overnight, and um, that being a psychiatrist, and that happening to your own son, uh, that kind of just throws you for a loop because, like, you would think that as a psychiatrist, you know, you might pick that up early on, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, and, and it off at the pass, <laughs> but that did not happen, and so it really perplexed me. And to this day, I always wonder if I, if, if there was one symptom that he had, uh, that w- wasn't present, if I even would have gone down the functional medicine route and the symptom that he had was that he could also no longer read, you know, so, wow. you know, it was very, um, yeah, overnight. So he overnight. This kid who was an, uh, an avid reader, um, and uh yeah photographic memory and overnight he just no longer could read it's like what is going on here you know i have a question
0: right here for you sorry sorry to interrupt you know is there a trauma or anything that happened right before that when you look back um for your son like even if it was like a girlfriend breakup or you know something can you look back and see anything that might have triggered
1: some of that i'm just curious you know, not, uh, you know, not a trauma with a big T. Uh, I mean, he did, he, we had been on a trip. My husband uh, is a professor and he, uh, we decided to take the kids out of school and we were on uh, his sabbatical so we spent two months in India and two months in France, which is where he did hit the sabbatical. I had attached the trip to India because no one, I'm from India, my family is. And um, and so it was like, well, if we're gonna go to France, we're gonna go to India first, you know? <laughs> so, so we decided to do a four month long trip. And um, so we were gone from home for a while and we were in France towards the end of the trip. So it would be gone for a long time, been gone for a long time. And so my son was missing his friends and mm-hmm. there were, you know, these, and this, these were fresh relationships. Um, so, you know, he made these friends and then we left. <laughs> and even though he knew that they were there, he was worried about it being fragile and that they would forget about him, you know, because we were away. And mm-hmm. so, um, which did not happen, but prior to that, those new relationships, he had a really rough time. You know, in middle school. So, you know, so, you know, is that a trauma? It, it, yes, it could be traumatic. Well, like what I say with a little t, you know, like okay. it you. it's enough to affect you deeply, but it isn't like abuse, you know, like where people. Sure,
0: sure. You know, yeah, absolutely. Kids,
1: yeah. T, right. So, mm-hmm. or is, you know, some serious tragic thing that doesn't happen you know relationship issues especially in you know making friends is a is a very common childhood type of scenario right everyone goes through that to yeah some...
0: as a teenager for sure you know I was just curious because I often see and I know that on that healing path that you you know you ended up on with him yourself too so he had you know he had this depression and this you know this mental kind of mental breakdown i guess I don't know what you want to call it. Um, How did you then, how did he get better? What did you do to help him?
1: Well, um, I mean, well, initially, because I didn't know any better. I mean, I took him to a psychiatrist because you don't treat your own family members. And, you know, he ended up uh, taking several medications, three or four, I can't remember. And, uh, and that stabilized him, he was no longer suicidal. And, but he wasn't my son in the way that I knew him, Mm -hmm. Um, but he was better. And he was also in psychotherapy. And, but I I just knew that there was something else going on that nobody was addressing. Mm -hmm. And it felt to me that I had to go deeper. So I took him to other professionals, always getting, you know, like it's basically a dead end and not, not really getting answers. Um, There was a person who said, oh, you know, he has a, you know, a stigma and, or, uh, you know, his eyes are not accommodating and just do these exercises. It's like, well, why are they not accommodating? Like, why now? Like what, what, nobody can explain why this happens. And so eventually I just serendipitously had been looking for alternative ways of healing for my patient population. Cause I was kind of hitting the same road. It's like, why is this person not getting better? You know, and, and so, you know, I can, I could still to this day, think of five people who would like, why is this not, why is this not working? Why is that not working? And so I just happened to make some phone calls and, you know, long story short, I just really found a functional medicine provider Mm -hmm. and um, took my son to him and actually asked him if I could shadow him. And uh, I, was, I always like to tell people his name, is Dr. Edward Levitan. If it wasn't for him allowing me to shadow him, I wouldn't be here today. And uh, he has a practice in called Five Journeys in Newton, uh, Massachusetts, and it's a great guy. But anyway, he basically um, treated him and did the whole functional medicine approach and found that he had celiac disease, um, but he also had lots of food sensitivities. And we, uh, he was put on a gluten and dairy free diet. And in that process, we uh, found it, we moved all his foods to soy because that's what's left, corn and soy, right? (laughs) And
0: you can tell
1: our sensitivities, I should say, um, to corn and and soy, he actually, so we did food sensitivity testing and found that he was really sensitive to soy. So then we pulled the soy out. But he got better just from taking the dairy and the gluten out. Significantly better. In fact, um, the long lifelong constipation that he had and the lifelong eczema that he had went away within a month of removing those two food categories. Dairy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And that's how. That's how we got his buy-in. Buy-in, I should say, buy-in into continuing the work because. Sure. Of, those were things that he lived with all his life and whoa, my skin's gotten better. Whoa, I can actually have a, a regular bowel movement that people talk about, but I've never experienced, you know, <laughs> you know? and so he really went through the whole process. Um, he was very nutritionally deficient, very, because he was only eating white food <laughs> And when you have inflammation from gluten and dairy, that you know, foods that don't, especially if you have celiac disease, you're not going to, you're not going to absorb any nutrients from the foods that you eat, but he wasn't even eating the foods that he should be eating to get those nutrients because he only ate white food. <laughs> you know? uh, well, that's the
0: typical sad American diet, right? You know, what I see is the cause of, um, of celiac disease, um, is protozoa. So Mm -hmm. protozoa is a single cell parasite. It causes that, I think, I think this is what I see clinically. It causes that depression. And of course, then all the food sensitivities and the non-absorption, the inability to absorb, you know? So so he got better off of wheat and dairy and then you had to take him off of soy. How about, you know, I often see corn and
1: sugar as the other two that are
0: inflammatory for people.
1: Absolutely. Sugar is extremely inflammatory. Absolutely. Well, the top, top five, six, I should say, and now the seventh being sesame, but it's gluten, dairy, soy, corn, nuts, and eggs are the top six. And they added sesame to the seventh as a seventh food um, allergy. Um, So there's food allergies, food sensitivities, food intolerances, there's lots of differences between you can have all three. (laughs) Um, uh, So it is trying to figure that out and, and figuring out why you have those things that are, it's really important. Yeah.
0: And then so find out why. So, like, like when I, because that, that's what I see clinically is protozoa. So, when I give people the protozoa kids, ciliate goes away, mm-hmm. you know, so it's about detoxing. So, as the, the naturopath in me would do the detoxing thing, you're the psychiatrist. <laughs> you're going to go a different way, you know? So, so and you learned all this functional medicine. So, now you can blend, you know, all of your background when you're working with patients, which I just think is completely beautiful um, you know, Dr. China. So, you know, now, you know, I can see, and, and you had a health issue too. So, right. you know, at the same time you were working, was it before or after, you know, you helped your son and worked and shadowed that doctor. Tell us the story there.
1: Well, I mean, for me, I actually, um, had become very ill way before, you know, so mm-hmm. with my son, it was in, um, two, 2000, gosh, I'm trying to remember, Uh, 2010, he became very ill. And, and so we didn't really uh, get him. I didn't get him to a doctor that did functional medicine until probably the end of 2011. Um, But for me, I had a thyroid storm, which was triggered by Epstein-Barr virus. And that was back in 2003 And so I actually had, uh, it was the first time I ever had to take, um, uh, a medical leave uh, and go on temporary disability because I, and my doctor made me do that because I just couldn't function at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, but I, you know, basically got my thyroid stabilized with thyroid medication and, and, you know, I had gained a lot of weight and then, um, been just sort of, pushing through, (laughs) you know, working and, you know, just pushing through and having all sorts of allergies, uh, had tons of allergies. I was literally on five or six, five medications for sure, uh, for just to control my allergies and, um, and, you know, antihistamines, singular, uh, two, um, two other antihistamines like Allegra and, uh, Um, but uh, on a steroid inhaler and just, it it was, I don't even remember anymore. It was so long ago, but I, I, you know, once I started doing the functional medicine approach, of course, after my son, um, which is, you always put your kids first, you know, once (laughs) my son got stabilized and and, uh, I did the whole functional medicine piece. And I, you know, as soon as I got off of gluten dairy, I felt significantly better. So and at the time, so that thyroid storm caused me to have a pretty significant depression and mm-hmm. I was put on Wellbutrin. And so with the functional medicine approach, I was able to get on lower doses of, of Wellbutrin um, and also lower doses of the thyroid medication. But I felt a thousand percent better, a thousand percent better. Awesome. And so, um, You know, it, it took a number of years for me to eventually get off of the Wellbutrin because I wanted to do it at a time where I knew that that if, if I did have another depression that it wouldn't interfere in my ability to function or work. So, Mm -hmm. and it, it seamlessly occurred without a problem because when you, when you address the root causes of what's causing inflammation in your body Mm -hmm. and everything calms down, your brain calms down too, you know, it was a
0: gut brain relationship for sure yes
1: absolutely yeah. so the autoimmune um the autoimmune aspect of uh when you have an autoimmune process going on which you can have for 15 years before it actually shows up in symptoms um that that was in my body for a long long time and I actually have evidence of that since I was in medical school so i had this thyroid storm in 2003 But I had antibodies in my, in my bloodstream uh, back in 1980, I believe it was 1986, 87. So that's a long, a lot of time. And in looking back, I know I had, you know, an inflammatory process, especially because of my allergies. But I remember my heart rate going up to 200, just doing an aerobic workout. Like, why is my, why does my heart rate go up so high? You know, and it's because there's this underlying inflammatory process. So there's lots of, lots of times there are symptoms that can, uh, sure, you definitely can, you know, if you survey them and do a questionnaire, uh, a great question for people to do um, is the MSQ, the multiple symptom questionnaire, which you can easily find on Google.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: thank you, you, for know, that. you see what Your level of toxicity is, and it's actually, a questionnaire. It's in my book too. Um, mm-hmm. but it's a questionnaire that you can do to get a sense of what, how much toxicity is in your body or your inflammation. And it's um, called MSQ multiple symptom questionnaire, MSQ. So okay. MSM as in Mary S as in Sam Q as in queen, um, multiple symptom questionnaire. It's like, a, it's a, to, it's a, it's a generalized toxicity questionnaire. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I
0: would have found that a long time. I mean, when I was sick too, it's another story, but you know I mean? Like, I wish I would have found all that back then. And, you know, it's so interesting how we have to take this, like putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Like it's this journey for your son, the journey for you Mm -hmm. and the functional medicine approach for people who are listening. Most of my listeners will understand that, but if they, if they're not, you know, if they don't know what that is, can you describe what was it about that approach that shifted things for you?
1: Well, you know, that's the thing there's not, it's not a silver bullet approach, you know, like medication, (laughs) people want this, give me the medication. And they have this idea that, oh, it's going to fix everything. And it doesn't, um, it's never one thing. So it's, it's generally in a category of five categories. So foods, foods Mm -hmm. can cause inflammation and foods can heal. So if you swap out the foods that cause inflammation and put in the foods that heal, you know, boom, you're done. I mean, it's not that easy, but that's basically a very simple principle. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for some people, it's a little bit more complicated. Um, then there's infections, chronic infections, and you mentioned protozoa, but -hmm. there's lots of infections, viruses, you know, worms, um, parasites, candida, um, H pylori, You can have a dysbiosis, which is an imbalance of your microbiome in your large intestine. You can have a a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, you know, so you can have infections that cause an imbalance uh, and activating your immune system, which then can send this cascade of uh, immune reactants that then cause it's their own symptoms, <laughs> right? So right. There's foods, infections, toxins. You talked about a little bit about toxins, right? Toxins are, can be built up by not putting out the trash. Like if you don't have a regular bowel movement, um, and some people, you know, don't realize how, how poorly they put out the trash, you know, so <laughs> yes. you know you have like one or two bowel movements a day. And they should be, it should be a complete evacuation. And so your liver, you know, detoxifies your liver and your gallbladder, you know, together detoxifies your body. And it, and that dumps into your colon, which then you, you know, is eventually put out in the trash, but that can get really congested. And so Mm -hmm. you want to, um, you want to be able to help your, your, your liver to work optimally to do that as best as possible, because you, you know, if you don't, then you have this buildup of fat soluble toxins um, and other toxins, but in particular fat soluble toxins are a little bit harder for the body to remove. It needs this whole phase one to phase two detoxification. So that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's stress. So foods, infections, toxins, stress, Stress is, uh, activates, you know, your sympathetic drive, you know? So if you're in fight flight, you know, that's releases cortisol, you know, and cortisol is your stress hormone, but just that alone, especially long-term, um, can really cause chronic disease, you know, and especially if it starts in childhood. So part of my intake includes the adverse childhood events. Uh, form, you know, where you can try to get a score and, uh, to see how much, uh, things that have happened in your childhood could affect you physically. Um, so there's a high correlation between like an A score of four, for example, four and above of 60% of chronic disease is, is related to childhood events. Um, so, um, so stress absolutely can also shut down your digestion. So, you need to be able to be in parasympathetic mode in order for you to di- digest, to rest, meaning sleep and heal. <laughs> you can't heal unless you're in parasympathetic mode. So doing, and how things- do you help
0: people do that?
1: So, I mean, I see the
0: same thing with my system. Like it's a five-step process and I release the traumas that are in the brain and the soul from early childhood. You know, mm-hmm. so I definitely see stress as the cause of all dis-ease, We could call it yes. disease or dis-ease, right? Um, and and how do you how do you address that? How do you help people with stressors?
1: Well, I it, it depends on where they're at. I mean, certainly psychotherapy is is a a, a good place to start, um, but there's limitations in psychotherapy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think psychotherapy is useful to gain an understanding about like connecting the dots on a cognitive level. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are certain things that if you find um, that you're talking about the same thing over and over and over again, and you're going into like, Oh, it's always going back to that event. It's always going back to that event. Then, then you really need to address that event differently. And so, Mm -hmm. so trauma it, you know is it, the emotional part of that trauma is what you really need to to delve into and much of psychotherapy is stuck in your head it's more of an intellectualization yes and and, um, and rationalization but it doesn't change the how it makes you feel unless you regularly drop down into your heart so to speak and connect the emotions and resolve the emotions that are attached to those thoughts and It's, you know, it's not just thoughts, you have to. So there's limitations in things like cognitive therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy is, uh, it really strengthens the defense mechanism of mechanism of intellectualization and so it really pulls you away from the emotions as opposed to connecting to the emotions and there's that's a great description thank you so
0: much for that yeah I'm sorry I interrupted you there but you know yeah. I think I have you know we have a lot of people who've tried many different things you know and just right. like you then they sort of find you you know or 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 whatever and um I'm not sure it's ever been described that way to me so yeah so thank you for that that's really that's quite enlightening what yeah what exactly. worked for you? What worked for you and your son? You know, I think all of our listeners would love to know that, you know, what besides the changing the diet and the infl- inflammation and addressing right. the infections, um, what was the, uh, the emotional piece that you had addressed for yourself?
1: Well, I, you know, I, <laughs> you know, years ago before I went into this, you know, when I was a resident, I was on the psychoanalytic psychotherapy track. So, you know I, I had my own psychoanalysis done so <laughs> my journey is very long so I've, I've had years of psychotherapy because I've been so fascinated with it and um, so that's a piece of it and then but I movement is a is a major piece of it I sing and I, I really believe that singing singing actually can stimulate the vagus nerve and um, there's a lot of vagal nerve activation exercises that you can do to sort of calm down your system. Um, I also um, do um, heart rhythm meditation. Heart rhythm meditation can move, it's a type of breathing, but you can also use your breath to move energy to heal wounds <laughs> that are stuck in your body. And so using uh, breath work to move energy out of your body, stuck energy out of your body. There's all sorts of techniques. There's, uh, there's TRE, which is traumatic release um, exercises. Uh, I was just talking to, uh, the other day uh, about that type of therapy where you're, you're shaking. You know, I, don't, I don't know if you ever heard of the book called Zebras Don't Have Ulcers. <laughs> I think that's the title. Zebras don't have ulcers. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't remember the name of the of the authors the author's name, but I I'm sure it's an easy one to look up. But basically, the premise is is that you know animals shake off they literally shake off trauma. You know, they, they have this shivering thing, you know? And so you can shiver, do the shivering. Uh, and You can easily look that up on YouTube, you know, TRE, T, traumatic release exercises. So there's all sorts of things. I mean, yoga and Tai Chi and qigong, they all have their benefits in terms of moving, moving trauma out of your body, moving, you know, energy, stuck energy out of your body. Um, that's really the goal. And so mind, body, somatic therapies are are all important. And I think it's, they all do the same thing. It's just a matter of picking one that is in alignment with your lifestyle, your beliefs, you know, your, what just feels right to you. It's, and so it's important to try different ones and not give up, you know, even there's so many different types of Like the Wim Hof method, you know. I don't know if you've heard of Wim Hof. You know, he he does the ice ice cold baths and (laughs) showers, right? Uh (laughs) You know, so like I tried all of those things, and it is a matter of settling into something that feels right to you. And I recommend all of these things too. And my book is chock full of different ideas to to try. So for me, I can't say it's ever one thing that got me better because I'm always searching. I feel pretty good. I mean, I, I feel ten. You look great.
0: Yeah, you're awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I'm like, I'm suffering, but I kind of, now I kind of look at things and like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. I want to know more about that, you know, like more for my patients than, than necessarily me, but uh, like I, I, you know, I've been, because I've been stuck inside and I'm seeing patients back to back online, you know, I, I find myself like, the sun goes down. It's like, ah, I didn't get out for a walk. So I bought a, uh, a rebounder, you know, a little mini trampoline. Oh, those shirt. are awesome. I have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I have in my living room. Yes. And I put it in My living room, because it's, it's, we have this big, great room. And, and I know that if I had it in my exercise room, I, I it like out of sight, out of mind but sure. when, I, when it's right there in front of me, like I have to get on it. So you know, you have to figure out how it works, how it's going to work for you to make things happen. And, and great
0: advice, personality, yes. right? <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely that's just great advice. Um, and 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 just like you, if I've been on that path too. You know, and have tried many different things. I tend to go in like little phases of doing something for a while, and then I want to learn something new. You know, so first it's you know breath work. I recently got a Peloton bike, so now I'm biking. So the trampoline actually was moved back in somewhere else. Now I'm biking, (laughs) but uh, but yeah, so uh, it is all of those things. And I love that you're suggesting those things, you know, because I think if someone were going to say, Hey, if I'm going to go to a psychotherapist, a psychiatrist for my, my mental, you know, I I know I'm not okay. And I need some help with this depression. um, Mm -hmm. They, they wouldn't necessarily guess or think that, you know, they they know they're maybe get a medication um, that, that some of these stress reduction techniques are a big part of it, you know? And so, so that's awesome. Yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. A big part yeah. of it. And it is about balancing that parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system. So when we're in fight and flight, we've got to calm that, you know, calm that down. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, absolutely. Who- in, fact, in fact, um, I've had patients Ooh. come to me with all sorts of issues, but they're clearly stuck. In fight flight. And I can say, and I say to them, this stress reduction and getting you unstuck and getting you calm is going to be going to have to be on the front burner because nothing else will work until you get that under control. And yes. so it's, it's so important to have meditation on a daily basis. So it's like, this is the primary thing that you need to focus on. Before doing anything else, <laughs> and get that on a regular daily basis, um, because nothing you can't heal until you're in parasympathetic mode. So even right. if you get into parasympathetic mode for short times during the day, is better than being always in fight flight constantly. So yes, and, and like you said, there's many ways to do that. You know, so everybody's going to
0: find find their way. One of the ways that I use is feedback, kind of balancing the vagus nerve parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system through a biofeedback kind of device, um, you know, but all of those self tools are so powerful. I love how you said it has to be on the front burner, you know, that that's really important. And, uh, and also you referred to the energy, you know, the removing removing that energy, the energy of the trauma out of the body. Um, right. You know, I'm an energy worker too, so I totally resonate with what you said um, and believe that that pain starts in the field Like we have to work in the field. So, you know, so what is so interesting is is all the great, great professionals out there, all the functional medicine doctors, medical doctors, psychiatrists, you know, chiropractors, all the people in this whole natural health field. What I often see is they have found a way to blend the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual body in their healing and how they work with people, even if they don't call it that. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're complete. You're, 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 you're looking at the complete whole person.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you know what I find, I mean, I, I don't, I haven't seen any research, um, uh, in this, but I find that people who are doing psychotherapy with uh, therapists, you know, and they, and they, they come to me, you know, for the functional medicine piece. And they, they'll tell me sometimes that, uh, once they started doing the gut Healing work, you know, uh, removing what's causing inflammation, replacing what's missing, regenerating the gut microbiome and repairing the gut lining and then rebalancing everything, that they finally have movement in their therapy. They're, th- the places where they're stuck in their therapy start moving along. So trauma really is in the body and it's stuck there. But once you start moving things around in the body, then it can come to a place of resolution. So, you know, I firmly believe that, that, that it's all connected and it, re- and it really is making changes one by one. It's finding all of the layers, you know, that can, uh, you know, th- that result in these kinds of symptoms and just, you know, taking the time to remove them one by one. And so once you find all the drivers, then you have a plan, you can create a plan and so. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Well, another, I, I'm going kind of shift gears just a little bit. What motivates you?
1: What motivates me? Yeah. Well, it depends on what that is. <laughs> <laughs> like what
0: but, motivates you? Cause
1: you've done a lot of great work and you're, you know, you can tell, we
0: can totally tell that you're, you are right. like a stellar doctor practitioner, you know, all the work that you're doing, you know, I kind of want to know what motivates you and why. So, you know, what motivates
1: me to do my work is, is getting patients that tell me, uh, that they are finally for the first time in their life, experiencing, experiencing joy. And they never, like, I had a patient who came to me for panic attacks and, you know, as I got to know him better, he said, you know, all my life, I I've always just had this chronic depression ever since I was seven years old, it just felt like blah, and I just thought that's the way it was going to be, you know, that I'll never be happy and never experience happy. And I was like, I think I'm experiencing joy now. And I, I'm like almost afraid to even say it, <laughs> but it's, it, it's because it, he can't, the panic attacks went away. The anxiety went away and then continue finishing his, the work with me is like, I'm actually feeling joy, you know? So I do have patients who tell me that they are, they're like their life, they're having the life that they've always wanted. And I just, it's a big win for me.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: I I'm happy. I do these little happy dances. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, that's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. It really is awesome. So
0: but if if you were going to start all over again, what would you do differently? uh in terms of uh, like start your whole your whole path i mean in a sense your 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 career path your business path is there something you would do differently for people starting out
1: (laughs) (laughs) one i would learn i would have learned how to type in seventh grade i chose (laughs) not to take typing i I have the same issue that's too funny okay I cannot type because I thought, oh, well, I'm not, I know I'm never going to be a secretary, which doesn't exist anymore, but like, I <laughs> never knew that I would need. And the reason I didn't, I hated it so much is because my pinkies are really short. <laughs> so okay, okay. I was in so much pain because they were the push type, not the electrical ones. Yes. The ones. My pinkies just couldn't do it. And I quit the class. So I regret that. <laughs> <laughs> and I regret, I regret not learning um french i took spanish i'm i love french i'm a i must have been french in a previous life because i love everything french and celtic celtic music i must have been a celtic irish celtic singer in a previous <laughs> life like that but because uh, i love singing celtic songs and i love the anything french and so I wish I was bilingual and I have spent years and spending, been spending years learning French and I'm getting better and better, but <laughs> oh,
0: that's, oh, that's just, you know, that's so awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I you know, I've
1: always what, been a healer. I've always been a healer. Yeah. Yeah. And I will always be a healer.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, we can, we can tell you were born, you were born a healer. Absolutely. And again, the best doctors have that. Um, And then they often have to go through some kind of health crisis, either with their family or themselves um, to to learn more. I remember one time saying to God, hey, I'm kind of done having to experience things so I could be a better practitioner. God, I'm kind of done with all of that. You know, can we just can we just move on now? I've experienced that already. (laughs) I kind of just said that prayer, you know? Um, So yeah, absolutely. Um, What is your biggest self-care tip? You mentioned you do meditation. I mean, what is, what is your biggest tip that you do?
1: Oh, wow. I do so many things. Um, I, you know, I think the biggest thing that really grounds me uh, is singing. I love to sing and um i'm getting choked up just saying that wow Mm um yeah i mean i i you know i sang acapella i sang in choirs and oh my god i don't know why i'm getting all choked up about there's something about that but uh yeah it just it it, it's a way of sort of connecting Mm -hmm. to a higher power and it Scientifically, you know, it it you know it, it uh, activates your vagus nerve, and it, it just brings so much joy to me. But it also grounds me, so it like it's like a four and one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I encourage my patients to sing all the time, and and dance too so you know what now we want to be invited
0: to your next singing event (laughs) singing singing and dancing we've got to go to an event and sing and dance Absolutely. we'll have to do that at the next retreat (laughs) we're gonna do that at the next retreat I love that oh that's so that's so beautiful And that and I can just I can feel it because you have a great voice you have a great speaking voice so oh wow Um, (laughs) powerful powerful if you were going to give us your number one brain hack, what would that be?
1: Wow, these are tough questions. Good question. <laughs> okay, number one brain hack. Uh, well, I guess I can't use the singing answer. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, to me, I and I tell this to all my patients, is that if you are finding yourself ruminating about something and that you just can't seem to turn off to move, just get up physically and do something. If you physically get up and do something, it, it just shifts your attention. Um, I think that's probably the, the fastest way I think, but you do have to force yourself to move.
0: <laughs> move, yes. Wow, that's a great, that's a great tip. Thank you for that tip. Yeah, especially as we're all in front of the computer today for too long. I mean, I find I have to go outside and just water my plants, you know, just get up and, right. go, and go do something if I have time between between right. calls.
1: Yeah. yeah. Even if you yeah. just move out of the room that you're in, just shifting your attention in some mm-hmm. way will, will generally drop that thought. But you, you know, but some people do walk around in this daze, you know, thinking about the same thing over and over again. Like if you had some kind of, uh, you know, um, difficult argument or difficult discussion with someone and it's just replaying in your mind over and over again. It's just mm-hmm. like, just you have to sort of connect to something outside of your brain, you know, and I, you know, most people have trouble grounding themselves, but just by physically doing something like washing the dishes, like, or what you said, you know, was going out, watering the garden, you know, mm-hmm. it, it may help to just at least disrupt that and um, you might go back to it eventually, but it may not be as strong, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful, that's absolutely beautiful. We have shared so many amazing tips with us today, um, and insights, and I want to thank you for your vulnerability and sharing your story, you know, your personal story, your health story, your journey, and your son, your son. That's very difficult for a parent. It's almost harder, isn't it, Dr. China, to watch our, our, our kids sick. And to, be there, to be there ourselves yes
1: yeah and he's doing great he's doing that's real, awesome yeah. that's yeah. awesome you know yeah. and now you're eating
0: healthy your whole family's eating healthy
1: yes yeah yeah absolutely it makes a difference yeah, yeah. It does make a difference yeah. yeah and i just tell my patients like you know, a lot of times it's moms right and then you know it's like you know do it not just for yourself but do this for the whole family because everybody will get well you know yes it's not, You know, everyone will get well, and and just make it just part of your day. You know, part of yes, yes. Not you being sick, and you're doing it because you're not well. You know, everybody has symptoms. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We
0: started that journey when I was sick years ago, and so my kids grew up on organic food, Mm -hmm. Um, and we had red days, blue days, yellow days, and green days because we rotated our foods. Um, and I, I remember when Andy was little and we were potty training and he'd say, I have to put my Batman underwear on today because it was blue and it was a blue day <laughs> and his Mickey mouse underwear on, on a red day. And I thought, oh my gosh, this kid thinks everybody in the world has red days, blue days, yellow. He was like, not, not even what too. um, so <laughs> he's fine today. He's awesome. And he does still eat healthy. He's kind of a better cook than I am. So I'm grateful Ooh. that we went down that path too, when my kids were little and learned how, how to eat healthy, take out all that white flour, all those inflammatory foods. Um, and, you know, you've just done such a, a, just a beautiful job with yourself, your family, your, your patients. And I know you have this, this amazing book. Wow. I mean, I love the title of this book. What if it's not depression? Your guide to finding answers and solutions. And so um, you can download, we're, we're giving that to our audience here, right? They can download the book. Yes. Yes. We yes. have a link to that.
1: My website www.achinasteindio.com. dot um, and uh, there is a companion program that uh, I'm going to be in, taking enrollments if people are interested. I don't know if that's something I can. here. Sure. Yeah. And you can actually find that at www. dot com forward mm-hmm. slash bootcamp. So. Uh, it's just basically the title of the book, um, and it, it it'll come right up. So yeah, it's a uh, it's oh beautiful. It's a great program that you can do online um, that will go through all of the root causes of depression, basically, and anxiety. So my book could have easily been called "What if it's not anxiety?" <laughs> you know? Okay. So, same root causes. So you know, chronic depression and anxiety, and I find that people who have been stable on medication and maybe having side effects, or if they are not getting complete results from medication, or they just want to stop taking medication and not be on it for another 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. you know, it, to find the root causes and be able to safely taper off medication. So,
0: Oh, yeah. beautiful. See, what a great, and that's such important right now. It's so important right now for all, for, for the world, you know, pandemic that we've been in. Um, so if you are experiencing depression or anxiety or confused about it, you definitely want to get Dr. Achina's book here and check out her program. So again, we want to thank you for being with us today and sharing your open heart with us. Just an amazing, amazing person, doctor, um, I just love, I just love you. And I didn't learn, you know and I didn't want to learn, I didn't learn to type either. And I would bribe people to do my papers, you know? <laughs> 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 so we definitely have that in common as well. Wow, <laughs> so, so, funny. so again, we thank you all for being here. And until next time, have a great day, everyone.